Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a weekly look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Coming up, we'll have a look at this week's Louisiana Ag News headlines. We'll check out the latest happenings at the state capitol and in Washington, D.C. in our grassroots government segment. We'll hear from one of you as we take you to the fields and pastures of the Bayou State and find out the latest in crop and cattle conditions. And we'll look inside the markets with commentary from experts at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. All of this and more coming up on this week's podcast. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Kerry Martin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Martin, and we've got a great podcast lined up for you once again this week. One highlight of the podcast this week is an interview we did with Louisiana Congressman and House Majority Whip Steve Scalise about the 2018 Farm Bill. We've been working on that for quite a few weeks. He is a very busy man as the number three guy in the U.S. House of Representatives, and we really appreciate the time he took to talk with us about the Farm Bill. That'll be coming up in our Grassroots Government segment. And we'll continue our series highlighting the three finalists for the 2018 Louisiana Young Farmer and Rancher Achievement Award. We go to Madison Parish to visit with Jacob Ezel in our In the Field segment. All of that plus news and the ag calendar and a look at markets on this week's Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. a look at the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The state's largest farm gathering gets underway next week as the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation holds its 96th annual convention in New Orleans starting Thursday. Farm Bureau members will be discussing several issues at the convention, including the 2018 Farm Bill, Labor, and Immigration. The Louisiana County Agricultural Agents Association honored members for their outstanding achievement at their 72nd annual meeting held recently in Ruston. LSU Ag Center Iberia Parish Extension Agent Blair Bear received the Distinguished Service Award for a career achievement focusing on sugarcane, livestock, and row crops. Broiler chicks placed for meat production in Louisiana were $3.09 million last week. Placements were down 1% from the same week last year, but up 1% from the previous week. It was a waste of time and money, so let's do it again. It was a waste of time. Now we're headed towards another one. That's Louisiana Farm Bureau lobbyist Joe Mapes referring to the failure of the recently concluded second special session of the Louisiana legislature. Governor John Bell Edwards has called for a third special session beginning June 18th. Mapes says agricultural tax exemptions came under attack in the second special session, so it could happen again in the next one. It's like a piece of bait going across the top of a pond, Kerry. Now that it's out there, 
And we killed that legislation, that amendment. But now that it's out there, other legislators are looking at ag as a source of potential revenue for future budget deficit situations. So that's my concern. That's another concern. We've got to get this budget deficit resolved just so they stop trying to train the gun turret on us, you know, which is what's happening right now. Louisiana Farm Bureau's Joe Mapes. It takes a lot of research and experimentation to develop a new sugarcane variety. And LSU Ag Center scientists believe they've found a winner in L11183, which will find its way to growers' fields later this summer. LSU Ag Center's Craig Gotro has this report. Developing a new sugarcane variety doesn't come quickly. In fact, it took LSU Ag Center researchers 12 years to come up with the latest commercial variety. It's called L11-183 and it has promising characteristics. Collins Kimbig is a plant breeder with the Ag Center, and he says that developing a successful sugarcane variety is not easy because of the genetic makeup of sugarcane. The genetics of sugarcane is so complicated that it's very difficult for all the chromosomes to line up and give you all the traits and characteristics that you want in a variety. While it took 12 years to develop L11-183, Kimbig does not believe the variety will have a shelf life that long and has already begun working on finding other new varieties. Once the variety occupies a greater amount of, uh, of the, you know, a greater acreage, the diseases become, begin to adapt and attack this variety. So most varieties last about uh, 10 years. There are several varieties currently grown in Louisiana, including the variety 299 that makes up about 40% of the state's acreage. It's too early to tell where 183 will fall in terms of acreage. It will take about three years before this variety will begin showing up at area sugarcane mills as growers slowly incorporate it into their fields. With the LSU Ag Center, this is Craig Gotro reporting. Planting is wrapped up here in Louisiana. According to the latest Louisiana Crop Progress and Condition Report, the only exception to that is sweet potatoes, where we sit at 71% planted. Last week, we went through some of the crop ratings. Dry conditions across the state had caused double-digit ratings in the poor to very poor categories for just about every crop. However, over the last week, week and a half, we've gotten some very good showers across parts of Louisiana. The problem is these showers have been very hit and miss. I was on a farm in Evangeline Parish earlier this week where one crop on one side of the road got a good rain, and just on the other side of the highway, that crop had not seen rain since April 15th. So while we are getting scattered showers around the state and that's improving our crop ratings, it is still a very hit-and-miss situation. About the only double-digit crop that we have in the poor-to-very-poor category continues to be our pasture. 20% of Louisiana pastures still in the poor-to-very-poor categories. However, that is an improvement over last week when we had 30% of our pastures rated poor to very poor. That is a look at the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Don't forget, you can always keep up with the latest news online on our website, voiceoflaag.org. We update that website each weekday with the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. And you can also subscribe to our daily e-newsletter while you're on the site. That newsletter is called The Daily Voice. It's delivered to your inbox every weekday morning at 5 a.m. with everything that's going on in in Louisiana agriculture. Coming up next, we go to Washington, D.C. for our grassroots government segment where we talk with Louisiana Congressman and House Majority Whip Steve Scalise about the 2018 Farm Bill. That's next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast.
This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. It's time for a look inside the halls of government in this week's edition of Grassroots Government on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. On this week's Grassroots Government segment, we talked with Louisiana 1st District Congressman Steve Scalise, who also serves as House Majority Whip. That is the number three position in the U.S. House of Representatives. Congressman Scalise, thank you so much for joining us here on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Sure thing. How you doing? Well, I am doing great, and I wanted to take a few minutes to talk with you about the Farm Bill. First, let's take a look back a few weeks. The Farm Bill came up for a vote in the House. However, it didn't pass. What happened? Why did we have a few Republicans that jumped ship and caused the bill to fail? Well, there were a lot of members who I think a general supportive of the Farm Bill, but wanted to tie what was going on with the Farm Bill to a big battle we're having over immigration. And, you know, they wanted to see an immigration bill come up first. And so they voted against the Farm Bill this time. Uh, many of them will be for the Farm Bill when we bring it back. So we decided we're definitely going to bring the Farm Bill back in a few weeks. And, and I feel confident it will pass. I know that in your position as House Majority Whip, you have to deal with a lot of those behind-the-scenes things to line up the votes. You've done a lot of work, I know, since that last vote. What has been done since then to make sure that we can get this farm bill passed this next time? We've been in a lot of meetings with the members, especially on the immigration side. And, and look, I'm strongly supportive of us giving President Trump the money that he's requested to build the wall, to secure our border, uh, to address a number of the other things. And we're breaking through some issues that we have with some other members on the other side of that issue. And once we get that resolved, then we'll be able to bring the farm bill back. So it's more a immigration issue than it is farm, because I feel confident once we resolve this immigration difference within our party, we'll have the votes to pass this really good farm bill. I know that you were planning June 22nd as a target date. Is that still the date we're shooting for? I don't know it'll be exactly June 22nd, but it'll be sometime in that time frame, you know, maybe within a few weeks of that. We want to get it done before we break for the August recess. And, uh, you know, the entire farm program goes until the end of uh, this fiscal year. So we're talking about September 30th. We don't want it to be right at the midnight hour. So we'd like to get it done before August. What is your opinion of this bill, Congressman? Do you feel like this is a good farm bill for Louisiana farmers and ranchers? It's a really good farm bill for Louisiana farmers. It uh, it also has a real important component that uh, that frankly has a lot of support across the country. And that is on the food stamp side of this bill. We put real work requirements in place, and that's something that had just fallen by the wayside under the Obama administration. So, you know, somebody was getting food stamps, for example, in many cases, even if they were able-bodied and there was a job waiting for them, if they wanted to just stay sitting on the food stamp program, 
and get welfare benefits, they were able to. And, uh, you know, myself, many other people across the country think, look, with this growing economy, if there's a job waiting for you and you're able to work, uh, you shouldn't be getting taxpayer benefits. You know, you, you ought to get back out in the workforce. And that that's another component of this farm bill that I think is important is putting work requirements back on welfare. I wanted to ask you about one specific part of the farm bill that is very important to Louisiana. That is the U.S. sugar program. It comes under attack every time we have a farm bill debate. Do you support this program? Do you feel like this is a good sugar program for Louisiana sugarcane farmers? I do. And, uh, you know, I worked very intently on making sure that the amendment uh, by Virginia Fox from North Carolina that was going to gut the sugar program uh, was defeated. And we soundly defeated that amendment. So we were able to preserve the sugar program. And, it, and it's not just important for Louisiana. You got the beet farmers up in the, the Midwest, up to Minnesota. And it's a very effective program. And, uh, you know, frankly, I think it got caught in a political debate. Uh, this wasn't a program that's hurting taxpayers. In fact, taxpayers benefit by it. And it prevents countries like Mexico from dumping their sugar on us. So uh, that's that's really what was important. We defeated that amendment soundly. So the sugar program will be fully intact when we bring the bill up later this month or so. Will there be an opportunity for more amendments when we do bring it back up, or will this just be an up-and-down vote this time? No, the intention would be to take the bill as it was on the House floor after all the amendments were passed and rejected, take that bill and bring that up on the House floor as is. No new amendments, just have a straight up-or-down vote on the Farm Bill. Congressman Scalise, I don't want to let you go without asking about you. I know everyone is familiar with the tragic shooting last year. I know you have undergone a lot of surgeries and procedures. Is everything on the mend? You doing okay? It really is. Thanks for asking. Uh, so many people from Louisiana prayed and, you know, just helped give me the encouragement to get better. You know, through all the surgeries, I've had nine different surgeries over the last year, and uh, they've all been very successful. And uh, luckily, no more that are uh, scheduled to go. So just focused on healing and getting better and uh, learn how to walk again. And that's what uh, that's what I've been doing. Well, that's wonderful. Great news. Glad to hear it. Congressman Steve Scalise, House Majority Whip. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Karen. Enjoy it. Coming up next, it's time to go in the field where we continue to feature the three finalists for the 2018 Louisiana Young Farmer and Rancher Achievement Award. We'll go up to Madison Parish to learn about Jacob Ezel. That's coming up next in the field on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. You know your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gives you access to the best insurance on the planet, but it can also save you hundreds when you buy a car. On vacation, your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gets you discounts on hotels and rental cars, and it makes you part of a group that's 143,000 families strong. So go to LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office to become a member. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. We're taking you to the fields of Louisiana as we hear from one of you in the field on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. 
As we go in the field this week, we continue our three-part series featuring the three finalists for the 2018 Louisiana Farm Bureau Young Farmer and Rancher Achievement Award. Carl Wiggers headed to Madison Parish this week to talk to Jacob Ezel, one of the three finalists. We've taken this audio from the video that Carl produced for This Week in Louisiana Agriculture, the 30-minute television show that we produce each week. Here's Carl Wiggers with Jacob Ezel in the field this week on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. With corn to irrigate, beans to check, and cattle to feed, Jacob Ezel has his hands full this summer. However, as Jacob tells it, he's never known anything different. I grew up around it all my life. I ain't never played sports, never did that. That's farm that's been worked all of my life. Had cows and started driving tractor when I was eight. Jacob's father, Danny, says that there was never really anything else on Jacob's mind growing up. I hope he does well. <laughs> That's what he's wanted to do since he was big enough to walk. As Jacob walks through this cornfield, he does it with his father. They still work closely with each other, even while running their own separate farms. Jacob says that while farming is in his family's blood, it's more than a way of life for him. You know, we've always heard that farming is a way of life. It ain't really a job. I think it's more to it than that. It's a, a calling, I believe. It's in your heart. It ain't, I don't know what it is about it. Just seeing the, what you plant grow into something and, and knowing that you're actually helping society. You're feeding it, fueling it, clothing it. It's just something about it. I love it. That love, calling, and the pride that comes from these rows drives Jacob to overcome the hard times that are inevitable in this industry. Hard times that his father and grandfather have both endured as well. Usually things start happening about the middle of the day. You may have something bad happen and may want to throw your hands up and quit, but toward the end of the day you realize you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and it's all worthwhile. It's easy to quit. It's easy to duck tail and run. I wanted to do it a thousand times, uh, but he's never he's never changed his course. And uh, like I said, those are times that he knows that he has to learn. What that does is make him dear to the end. And uh, I see that in, in him. The technology in the seeds he plants or the chemicals he sprays is a big part of how Jacob plans to grow his farm into the future. Genetics is, plays a major part in agriculture now. It don't matter whether you're in cattle or hay or, or grain production or cotton. Knowing that technology that's built into the genetics and the seed stuff's a lot of it. Combining that with the new technology he can drive through these fields is making Jacob much more efficient on his farm. With that efficiency paired with life lessons learned from his father, Jacob is optimistic about the future on his farm. If I can follow in his footsteps and use what he has taught me financially and by his work ethic because he has worked hard all of his life, and if I can just follow that and use that as an example, I think, I think we can make it. That's Jacob Ezel of Madison Parish. He's one of three finalists for the 2018 Louisiana Farm Bureau Young Farmer and Rancher Achievement Award. That award will be presented this coming week at the 96th Annual Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention in New Orleans. If you'd like to watch the video that Carl produced about Jacob, you can find that on the homepage of our website, voiceoflaag.org. Coming up next, we check in with our market analysts, Greg Fox and Dave Foster. They'll discuss the grain and livestock markets 
That's next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Farm Bureau has been working for Louisiana's farmers and ranchers since 1922, and that work continues today. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. Farm Bureau knows you're busy running your operation, so while you're at work on your farm or ranch, Farm Bureau is watching out for your interests. So join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Now let's look at the markets with insight from the experts at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We check on the markets with Greg Fox, a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Greg, let's first start with this soybean market. This thing has really fallen apart over the last couple of weeks. We've lost well over a dollar on the new crop November contract. What's behind that? But you look at what's going on in the Midwest, you know, they're planting, weather's favorable for them, things are going in well. They're not behind the planting pace, they're not in danger of not getting the crop in the ground, and the crop condition scores are really high. So we're looking at plenty of production coming out right now, and you look at the carryout from last year's crop is very strong, and USDA's got pretty good exports penciled in, but we're really not seeing it happen week to week. So we just got a ton of beans, and nobody's worried about running out of beans anytime soon. And so the market's finally reacting to that on the downside. USDA released uh, crop production and supply and demand report earlier in the week. Was there anything in that report that surprised anyone? Uh, not really. Um, carryout was lowered a little bit. Um, but, you know, we saw some exports here and there. Um, so, I mean, it was slightly lowered, but not to the numbers where we really thought things were going to run higher. We didn't see um, Argentina's numbers change much. Uh, they lowered them again, pretty much where everybody estimated them. Um, in Brazil, they raised theirs, and that was kind of what everybody was expecting to see. When we look at the corn market, it hasn't seemed to have been hit quite as hard as beans, but still, we're down uh, at three seventy-five, well below the $4 mark where we were a couple of weeks ago. What's been happening there? Well, corn, we saw the big rally um, on the report day, and we kind of thought maybe we would see this corn market kind of take off, but uh, it kind of lost its wind. We saw good exports, and we continue to see some of that. Corn exports have been steadier than beans, and we've kind of thought maybe we'd see a little bit more with um, Brazil's corn numbers going down. Argentina didn't move theirs. So I think after somewhat of a knee-jerk reaction to the report, I think the next day they kind of settled in that, well, you know, maybe we're not in, in danger of running our corn, which we aren't, and then China released some more of their reserves, and that kind of slows some buying down as well. So right now, you know, both commodities, we, we're just plenty on hand and not worried about running out, and things just look, you know, very positive for the crop that's going to come out here in the fall. So the markets are reacting to that as, you know, things are kind of hunky-dory. What are you hearing out there in the country in Louisiana, Greg? I know that we have gotten some rain over the last week or so, and that has helped on the crop condition ratings here in Louisiana, but I know there's also some spots that are still very dry. What are farmers telling you about crop conditions out in Louisiana right now? 
kind of depends on where you're at. You know, I talked to some folks who've gotten some rain, finished up their planting, or, or got rain on areas where they needed it. And some guys are, you know, doing some spot planting now that they did see some rains, and some of that's coming up. It's mixed. I think overall, it's pretty steady. Um, a lot of guys have, have watered and have been watering, so I think those crops look favorable. You know, some of the areas that I rode around last week, looked okay and some didn't look that good and you can see where some rain had fallen or you can see where they put out the polypot and irrigate and it looks really good so it's just kind of mixed you know we got some rain that's supposed to move through again this weekend i believe and uh, i think there's a system down in the gulf that uh, folks are looking at that could push some moisture our way but overall it's still pretty early um i don't think folks are too concerned yet but um, still got some beans out there that need to get planted. Greg Fox, Grain Marketing Specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Thanks, buddy. Oh, no problem, sir. Talk to you next time. Let's look at how the markets wrapped up on Friday. July soybeans down 21 and three quarters, 905 and a half. November beans down 19 and a half closing at 9.30 and a half. Corn and wheat were slightly lower. July corn down one and three quarters, 3.61 and a quarter. New crop September corn down two, 3.70 and three quarters. July wheat lost two cents to finish at 4.99 and a half. We saw a mixed close in rough rice. July rice up five and a half at 12.36 a hundred. September rice down eight. 1029 and a half. A big drop in the cotton market. July cotton down 269 points, closing at 9072. New crop December fell below 90 cents. It was down 311 points to close at 8985. September sugar down 6 points, 25.53 cents. And now we move over to the cattle markets where we talk with our regular market analyst, Dave Foster, with Cattle Producers of Louisiana. Dave, let's first look at the Fed cattle market. I know things have been really slow this week. Not a whole lot there to talk about. No, you're right, Kerry. It's certainly been slow in developing, and, you know, I think it's just another way with as many cattle as they've got to choose from. They're uh, kind of can picking and choosing, and but there were some body sales through the week here and there, Two or three thousand, something like that. I think they come uh, Friday morning. They had uh, for the week something like forty thousand head, which is probably about thirty thousand less than last year. But they'll still they'll still sell some cattle late today and probably tomorrow. But early sales were like one ten to one twelve on the fat cattle market. Dave, have you taken a look at our local Louisiana livestock auction results this week? And have you seen anything in those reports that caught your eye? Well, I'll tell you, yes, as a matter of fact, um, it looks like that some of the markets were about a steady go. Some of the markets were higher. And in talking to a few of the buyers and the the stockyard owners, uh, it is definitely a situation of quality. So there's two things that we look at this time of year with, again, new crop calves coming to market. If they're really, really fleshy and they're kind of balling and they, the buyers can tell that they haven't gotten over uh, being weaned or they just got pulled off the mile of that morning and brought to the stockyard, then those cattle are a little bit under pressure. They, they're, they're discounting them because they basically have to because they've got to treat them wherever they go. The other part of that is if there's some cattle that have been weaned or some cattle that have been pulled off the mamas for a couple of weeks and uh, kind of had to fight for their own, so to speak, and learn to find where that water trough is or learn to find where the feed trough is, they had good demand on those cattle and those cattle brought more money. 
Dave, let's talk about the weather and pasture conditions. Last week, you and I talked about the fact that 30% of our pastures were in poor to very poor condition. This week, that was upgraded, but we're still looking at 20% of our Louisiana pastures in poor to very poor condition. How's the weather playing into the market right now? Uh, We have been getting rain this week in different places. Spotty, yes, but we have been getting rain. There's talk of people I talk to saying, yeah, we got some rain or my neighbor got rain or whatever. Even out in uh, the panhandle of Texas, where, gosh, they, they don't even know what rain looks like, they got some rain this week, and there's supposed to be rain this weekend. And so hopefully uh, this weather will get straightened out. We'll get some rain where they grow grass, where our good Louisiana calves can go and and things will work good. But more importantly, I think that uh, there is a demand. As I said last week, there is a demand for our southern cattle because really going to a grass deal uh, this time of year, the only place these buyers can uh, source cattle and get loads of cattle are out of the southeast. And we fall right into that. And so uh, those cattle will be in demand and they'll continue to be in demand until, like I say, until probably our sale barns start filling up with more calves when we get into mid to late October and certainly September. That's Dave Foster. He's a former cattle market reporter and currently CEO of Cattle Producers of Louisiana. Thanks a lot, Dave. We appreciate the market insight. You're more than welcome. Have a good day. Checking the results at our Louisiana Livestock Auctions this week. First on Monday at the Kinder Livestock Auction, two to three hundred pound steers brought a dollar fifty to two ten a pound. Three to four weight steers a dollar forty to a dollar eighty five. Four to five hundred pounders a dollar twenty five to a dollar sixty a pound. Five to six weight steers a dollar fifteen to a dollar fifty. Six to seven hundred pounders brought a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty-five a pound. Bread cows range from four hundred dollars to eleven hundred a head. Cow calf pairs brought six hundred to twelve fifty a pair. At the Red River Livestock Auction, Cushata, Louisiana, on Wednesday, two to three hundred pound steers brought a dollar thirty to two dollars a pound. Three to four weight steers a dollar thirty-five to a dollar eighty. Four to five hundred pounders a dollar twenty-seven to a dollar seventy-seven. Five to six weight steers ranged from a dollar twenty-five to a dollar fifty-seven a pound, with six to seven weight steers bringing a dollar twenty-three to a dollar forty-five. Cows range from a low of four hundred dollars to a high of sixteen hundred a head. Cow calf pairs brought six twenty-five to twelve hundred a pair. Well, that's a look at our markets. Coming up next, we look forward into the ag calendar. We'll take a look at what's coming up in Louisiana agriculture over the next week. That's next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. I grew up in Louisiana farm country, and I know all the hard work and sacrifice that you put into raising livestock, growing a crop, raising a family, and running a farm. Farm Bureau puts that same hard work and sacrifice into making life better for you and your family, so join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture.
Now to wrap up this week's podcast, let's take a look at what's coming up this week on the Louisiana Ag Calendar. Coming up on the Louisiana Ag Calendar this week, we've got a few events. We'll start out on Tuesday, June the 19th, where the LSU Ag Center is holding their Crop Production and Pest Management Field Day in Winsboro. Don Molino has more on that event. The Northeast Research Station Field Day is set for next Tuesday, June 19th, at the station just south of Winsboro. Regional Director Dr. Tara Smith says registration starts at 8 o'clock. It's a new model for us where we are involving our industry collaborators and, and partners much more than what we have in the past. We have about 25 exhibits that will be present on station, many equipment distributors, as well as various other industry components focused on irrigation, uh, nutrient management, also pest management aspects of field crop production. Several research programs will be highlighted, research updates on cotton planting configuration, soybean planting day, weed, insect, and disease management across all field crops produced in Northeast Louisiana. The Field Crop Field Day Expo will feature field tours that are focused on production and pest management aspects of field crops produced in Northeast Louisiana, as well as a horticulture seminar that will begin at 10 a.m. and that will run simultaneous. The horticulture seminar will focus on LSU Ag Center super plants and how those can be incorporated into the local landscape. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Two more LSU Ag Center market-ready workshops are scheduled for this coming week. The first is on Wednesday, June the 20th. That one is in Lake Charles. Then on Thursday, June 21st, the LSU Ag Center's Market Ready Workshop will be held in Hammond. If you'd like more information on those workshops, check out the LSU Ag Center's website, lsuagcenter.com. And finally, on Thursday, June 21st through Sunday, June 24th, it's the biggest farm gathering of the year. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation's 96th Annual Convention will be held in New Orleans. Things kick off Thursday and run through Sunday morning. It's the largest farm gathering in the state. We will be there bringing you our podcast from the Farm Bureau Convention next week. So be sure to tune in and get all of the latest happenings at the state's largest farm gathering. Until then, be sure sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is the same on both accounts, at Voice of LA Ag. We update both of those social media accounts each weekday with everything that's going on in Louisiana agriculture. We'll see you next week from the Farm Bureau Convention. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Join us again next week. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.